Maid Maline, a fairy tale retelling by Brandy Gann. Everything she had ever loved was lost, and now she was living out something that blurred the lines between a dream and a nightmare. Are you all right? Prince Asher's voice echoed in her bejeweled ears, and pain like none she had felt tremored through her already broken heart. He was too kind for what she was being forced to do. He was still as good and as kind as she once remembered him to be. It was a horrible shame that he didn't remember her. I'm well, your highness, was all she could bring herself to whisper beneath the suddenly smothering veil atop her head. Fate was a cruel and wicked creature for having dealt her such a hand. To be faced with the love of her life again after all these years to marry him under false pretenses, all so her cruel mistress could hide the fact that she was truly hideous, both inside and out. Her plan was a manipulation and a deceit worthy of the word treason. If she did not keep her only friend hostage upon the threat of death, she would have never agreed. Though a very petty, small part of her thought it served him right for having never sought her out. In his defense, though, she doubted he even knew about her confinement. Not many people had. Her father had spirited her away with rumors that she had locked herself up in her rooms when he would not allow she and Asher to wed. She could still feel the chill of that black tower that he had locked her away in. If it had not been for her dear friend Stella, she would have certainly gone insane. A very bitter part of her felt that it was serendipitous that her father's punishment was what had saved her in the end. Serendipitous for a while, but ill-fated nonetheless, because she was now bound to a cruel mistress who led her from her fallen kingdom in chains and forced her to be a part of a cruel plan that only further fragmented the shattered remains of her heart. With a deep, shuddering breath, she slid her fingers into his patiently waiting hand as he helped her from the immaculate carriage and onto the stone walkway. The warmth of his palm and silken brush of his fingers against hers were almost enough to make her sigh like a contented kitten. How long had it been since she felt such a gentle touch? Tears prickled at the corner of her eyes and a small sniffle escaped before she could control it. My lady, are you crying? He asked, concern and nervousness evident in his voice as he ran a consoling hand over her trembling one. No, no, I... She started, but she couldn't find the words to lie, so she settled on a veiled truth. I was thinking of the story of Princess Maline. The prince froze, and his hand stilled as he looked straight ahead. Dead princesses are dark thoughts for a bride. His voice was harder than she had ever heard it, cold even, and it filled her with sorrow that her name invoked such detachment in him. Still, she continued because she was foolish and because she wanted to see his reaction when the story was told. But I heard she was not dead, just imprisoned in a tower for four years. The words made the prince stumble a bit on the stairs to the throne room. Writing himself immediately and mumbling apologies, his calm demeanor slipped back over him like a mask of indifference as he pulled her along.
A sad story indeed. He said after a long moment, an even slower ascension up the white stone stairs. With a deep intake of breath, as if he was stealing himself for the answer, he asked, What happened to her? At that moment, her heart began beating so hard, she felt it skitter and stop before it quickened, racing like the hoofbeats of an oncoming stampede. Swallowing and taking a deep breath, she replied with another half-truth. Some say she died of starvation in the wild. Some say she took the job of a maidservant for a wicked princess. And others say that you'll find her remains in the Black Tower. How true each of those rumors felt to her, because in each place, a little part of her had indeed died. The prince went very still, his hold on her hand tightening as they approached the archway to the Grand Hall. The heavy wooden doors were closed, but would soon swing wide, signaling the arrival of the bride and groom. The prince looked down at her, trying his best to peer through the veil and look upon her face, but she was certain he could only make out her features in the same way one could through frosted window panes. If you're trying to get me to admit something, just ask it. He rasped, trying again to see through the veil, knowing he couldn't touch it until they were standing before the priest, and only then to reveal her lips to bind their vows with a kiss. Does your heart still long for her? Your Princess Meline? She whispered, hoping her voice would not break. But she had to know. It would haunt her for the rest of her life if she didn't dash this one hope upon these sacred steps. The prince visibly flinched and closed his eyes. When they opened again, they were full of unshed tears. I will always love Meline. She was my soulmate in every way. But she's gone. And I know she's gone because were she alive, she would have come to me. An enemy or no, she would have found sanctuary with me. His voice broke as he shook his head. She's gone. And I have to move on. Will you help me to do so? I swear I will be good to you and maybe, someday, love will make its way into our hearts. I'm willing to try, if you are. Meline couldn't speak as tears began flowing down her cheeks in earnest. If she had only come to him, if she had swallowed her pride and simply come to him, then all their pain could have been avoided. Nodding her consent and taking in every moment of his breathtaking smile, she found the strength to carry on through the rest of the ceremony that would make them manipulated man and dishonorable wife. Her battered heart constricted in anguish as each vow Asher spoke made her wish this was all real. If she could just tell him who she was. A few times she took a breath to speak, but then the horrible reminder of the cost of such a selfish decision would have cost her mind. Her mistress, Lady Valeria, Asher's true arranged bride, was waiting for her to return. The woman had been so fearful that he would remove her bridal veil and see how truly hideous she was inside and out, that she had threatened Meline with the only thing that could sway her. The ransom for her cooperation was the life of her dearest and only friend, Stella. 
As much as her love for Asher permeated her very soul, she could not in good conscience risk her friend's life. It was customary for brides to be completely hidden up to this point, signifying the idea that beauty is fleeting and love is more than skin deep. Such a beautiful notion, if it wasn't for this moment that spat upon the virtuous intent of it all. Before she could prepare herself, the caress of silken fabric brushed over her lips, revealing only her mouth to the cool spring air, and she swore she would commit this moment to memory. This moment where she was his and he was hers, even if it was a lie. As gentle and as warm as summer sunshine, his lips pressed against hers. Her heart stopped as the subsequent spark the kiss invoked, jolted through them both, stealing their breath and their propriety as they deepened the kiss for all the kingdom to see. She would have stayed in that moment forever were it not for the slightly annoyed but more amused cough of the priests who led the ceremony. <clears throat> Save it for later, children. You will have all night, he said with a chuckle before pronouncing their union to everyone in attendance. They were soon swept in different directions to be prepared for the consummation of their marriage soon to come. Dread sank deep in her bones as she was yanked into her lady's chamber and stripped down to her ragged shift dressed in a blink. About time, Lady Valeria growled, yanking the veil off Malene's head and fixing it on her own. Did he remove the veil? She hissed as she shimmied into the gown that must still be warm from Malene's overheated skin. Only my lips, as tradition dictates, my lady. She began taking out the fine diamond earrings and handing them to her mistress like the obedient pup she was forced into being. Once Valeria was dressed in the gown and looked for all the world like her double, apart from her hideous face, she walked towards the door. You may let your friend out now. The words echoed in such flippancy that Maline wished she still was a princess so she could have this woman flogged. With a haughty sneer, Valeria called after her as she made haste for the closet. You did well, and will be paid handsomely once I have consummated my marriage with the prince. Take a bath, have a meal, and enjoy the splendors of this room as a temporary gift until then. I certainly won't be needing it. Her innuendo made her want to wretch. She could not imagine how Asher was going to react upon seeing her mistress for the first time. Maline couldn't help but feel a little guilty at her hateful opinion of Lady Valeria's appearance. It wasn't even that her face was all that ugly. It was more as if the dark hellishness of her heart had bled out and made a permanent stain on her features. Her two expressions ranged from an unflappable sneer to a dissatisfied mask of coldness, with nothing in between. Relief flooded her as she finally and frantically unlocked the closet door where her friend Stella had been bound and gagged. She sighed in relief to see her unharmed. For a long while, the two of them simply cried and spoke of what-ifs and plans of escape. But they both knew that working for an evil queen was better than starving on the streets. 
that, and there were worse things that happened to women who had no one to care about them. No more than a half hour went by when the chamber door flew back open and a seething Valeria stood beneath the frame, glaring daggers at Meline. My lady, what? She started, but was backhanded to the ground with a sickening thwack. You lying, scheming, trollop! What did you say to him? She roared, kicking her in the rib so hard she felt as if one might crack. My lady, please! But her words were cut short with another brutal kick that stole her breath. He saw my face in the candlelight, then swore I was not his true bride. For his true bride would know the story of Princess Meline. She screeched like a banshee, kicking her again and again. Meline sobbed on the ground as she fought for enough breath to form the words. I, I was nervous. I was crying. Afraid to be found out, so she coughed violently blood splattering on the ground. She could hear Stella's whimpering sob from across the room. Good, Meline thought as she willed Stella to stay away. They both didn't need broken ribs. Tell me, or so help me, I will fillet your skin from your bones. Every word. Valeria growled in Meline's face as she yanked her up by the hair. Meline recanted the story word by word and sobbed in relief when Valeria left again with a warning that if she returned, it would be to kill her. As soon as the door closed, Stella was by her side and gently helping her over to the bed. Meline, how could you have been so foolish? She chided her, but there was no real heat in her words, only pity and unabashed worry. He still loves me, Stella. She whispered with a wobbly smile. If I am to live a life without him, at least I have those words to cling to. I am a fool. She rasped, coughing, and then smiled softly. Not to mention that kiss. Oh, heaven on earth, that kiss. Meline whispered almost dreamily as her fingers traced the memory of it on her lips. Stella sighed, rolling her eyes. You're telling me that broken ribs were worth a single kiss? Meline chuckled, then groaned at the pain she had caused herself. I'd pay a much higher price for such a kiss. Stella began to say something else, but an ear-splitting shriek and the crack of wood slamming into stone interrupted her as the chamber door nearly flew from its hinges. Before Meline could move, Stella was being thrown to the floor and Valeria was jumping on top of her, her hands clamping tight as a vice on her throat. Meline gasped for air as she desperately tried and failed to feel her aching lungs. Her fingers clawed at Valeria's hands, but they would not budge. The profanities being screamed from Valeria's lips were an excellent representation of how ugly she truly was. Such ugly words suited her all too well. Meline found it strange that she would have such sarcastic thoughts as she was dying. She wished she was seeing Asher's face just once more instead, not the face of this hideous creature currently choking the life from her. Painless blackness took her under. Gratefulness took the place of fear since it granted her reprieve 
from the pain in her body and the ache in her heart. Maline, Maline, Maline. Soft hands on her cheeks tapped gently. Cool water brushed over her skin. Strong fingers brushed her hair back from her face as voices whispered her name again and again. Maline, Maline, Maline. Slowly, her eyes fluttered open and the room began to come into focus once again. The first thing her eyes beheld was the bright amber of Asher's, staring down at her in a mix of concern, relief, and dare she think it, hope. What happened to Princess Maline? He rasped. The desperation and yearning on his face made her feel alive again even though she knew she was half-dead. An evil princess tried to strangle her to death. She choked with a dry sort of humor that she hoped would smooth over some of the tension between them. It worked, because she knew him, and knew how to make him laugh, even after all this time. Luckily, she was already wed to a prince, which made the evil woman's actions an act of treason, Attempted regicide, or so I heard the guard say as he was dragging her away. Maline choked again as a sob bubbled up from somewhere deep within her. I'm sorry I played a part in her plan. She had Stella and I couldn't. Asher shushed her gently, placing a finger on her lips. There are amends to be made between us both, but one thing remains true above all else, and above whatever else is to come. Maline tilted her head to the side as she waited for him to continue, wondering if he knew he held the shattered pieces of her heart in the palm of his hands. I have loved you all my life, Maline, and nothing will stop me from doing so for the rest of it. With a whimpering sob, she reached for him and pulled him close as she dared. I have loved you all my life, Asher and I will continue to do so for the rest of it. The End This has been a tale told by Brandy Gann, Teller of Tales. Follow my Instagram, my Facebook page, or my YouTube channel for more short stories.